You're listening to the Pittsburgh Pile Driver. Podcast. Welcome to the P3 Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. No funky, fucked up, cold intros this week. Talking about spaceships and the fire trucks or anything like that. Because Ransom's out, but the three of us are manning the helm. I'm leading the charge here for the intro, and then I'm going to hand it over to Mr. Beef the Legend. But I am your reigning, defending, undisputed, yada, 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 etc. Call me what you will. Call me call me your uh, choose-away champion. Call me your still city savior. Whatever you want. But I am Tiger Bomb Tom, and I'm joined tonight by Mr. Poot Lebard, the champ, the former champion. Poot, oh, how are you? The the legacy champion. Yes, the, uh, the legacy champion. <laughs> no, I'm doing all right, man. I'm uh, I don't know about you guys. Like, is 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 the fucking winter getting to you guys? You know yes. what I mean? Like, it's it's For so fucking real. Fucking rain, gray, like fall cold. Not like cold enough to be a proper winter. Yeah, it fucking sucks, dude. Like it's like it's just like you go like, oh, uh, I I could I could do this, but instead I'll just sit and in my head just hear all around me are familiar faces. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, no, I, like instead, it's, instead I'll sit around and just get lost in like viral videos of people exercising their First Amendment rights on Facebook against cops for three hours straight. Wow, that that yeah. went off the deep end pretty quick. Um, it's pretty but, specific, <laughs> but no, man. I, other than that, I'm doing good. Guitar work's going good. I started doing intermittent fasting, so like, I'm kind of adjusting to that. Nice. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, it's it's kind of weird, but I like it. I have more energy. Um, nice, which is cool. Uh, yeah, my- may, may I introduce our our third party, Mister uh, Steel City Save Player? <laughs> you may, sir. All right. And the third member, who is going to be the captain, oh, captain of this podcast, because Tom and I have just been busy, 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 busy little bees. This is Mr. Beef, the legend. I mean, you may as well, like, volley it to me being like, hey, here's a guy that has no life and watch wrestling all the time. <laughs> Beef, the legend. That's not I mean, what I meant. Uh, Fuck yourself. I mean, we, we weren't going to go there, but you, if you want to take it there. We can take I mean, <laughs> I've been watching lots of lots of wrestling, so I have uh, I have I, I have I have some things to talk about for sure. Um, I'm you know I'm not that anybody asked, but I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. Um, we, yeah. we were gonna you know, get there, dude. Just calm down. Look at you, you gotta, man. You gotta, be careful you pulling your artist. You gotta let the artist perform here, Beef. Be be careful. Be careful pulling your hands off those off those nails off the cross, man. Jeez, calm down. <laughs> Yeah, face. I'm just saying, I'm 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 okay. I uh, good. Man. I uh, I feel you. I I feel you. The, the the whole like dead of winter, but like it's not the dead of winter kind of thing. It's That's, kind of a ugh. fucked up vibe. So yeah, yeah. it sucks a lot. <clears throat> well, uh, I I'd say uh, it's a perfect time for to to let Beef introduce the sponsors since he does it oh so well. So go ahead, Beef. Let's uh do that and get the show kicked off. Hey, thanks, Tom. Hey. We would like to thank our wonderful sponsors. First of all, Mr. Casual Gaming Dad himself, 
Mr. Tiger Bomb Tom over here uh, and uh, his wonderful uh, everything he does over on Facebook with the Casual Gaming Dad and the Casual Gaming Dad's Corner, also available on YouTube. Uh, you have that fancy new YouTube title. Go ahead and lay it on us, Tom. It is www.youtube.com slash casualgamingdad84. I, I uh, double-checked it to make sure it would work. Yeah, I got rid of got rid of the C. I don't. It's apparently not necessary. So yeah, YouTube.com slash Casual Gaming Dad eighty four. Fucking a man! Hooray! That's Hooray! And, uh, you know now that now that now that he's a he he's a big boy and he's got all the all the stuff. He's got the Xboxes and the PS fours and the the Switches. So all kinds the, of great contact but, coming from you now. Hey, but to our listeners' moms, they're all Nintendos. That is That's- so true. <laughs> very, very oh, true. On the video game front, really quick before we dive into wrestling, I yeah. uh, I properly beat Breath of the Wild today. Nice. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. I still have to do that. I just, I do as well. I just kind of was like, today is the day, and I did. Today is the day. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, I don't know what it is with Zelda's, but like, I'll I'll like beat a game like seventy five percent, and I go, that's good, and I'll leave it set on my shelf and pick it up like a, a couple years later and be like, oh yeah. I need to beat this dungeon and beat the game and go kill Ganon. Right on, man. Same Z. Like, I do the exact uh, same thing. I feel you, bro. I feel you. And then uh, we definitely want to thank our other sponsor, uh, Mr. Sean Tischler over at uh, IWC for the IWC Clearfield. Uh, And uh, big news just broken by Mr. Sean Tischler himself about 10 minutes ago on the IWC Clearfield website, uh, webpage on Facebook. Uh, IWC, the cage is coming back to Clearfield on April 25th, which is a Saturday. Saturday, April 25th, 2020. Get your tickets now at IWCWrestling.com where you can talk to Sean in person and see what he wants to do with hooking you up with some sweet-as deals. But yes, uh, the cage is coming back. We're at IWC Cage Combat in Clearfield 2020. That's April 25th, uh, which happens to be the day before a very important day, as I recall. Uh, do, do you know what day that might be? I I'm sorry. What, what 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 are we talking about again? Don't worry about it, dragon. Uh, anyway, so uh, um, we. Uh... Hey, hey, real quick, uh, I want to interject and say that uh, happy uh, happy birthday to IWC's own RC Dupree today. Yeah, man. Oh, awesome! Great. Yes, That's hope to hope to see him back sooner and later, man. He's uh he's they they got the vignettes going. Um, he's, he's building up some steam. Uh, there were, there were lots of, uh, we went to pre-chance at the, uh, at the last show there. So, um, hopefully he'll get back at it and, uh, get, uh, get into a high profile feud, probably with Argos or with Pollock. Either way, you can't go wrong. Oh, dude, yeah. I would love to see Argos Dupree. Oh, yeah, man. Like I, 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 I get the feeling that they're angling for that to be like the blood feud, quote unquote blood feud of uh, 2020 over at IWC, and uh, I don't think that either of those gentlemen would disappoint in that fashion. No way, no, no not way. at all. Uh, so they got they got a show coming up here at the end of the month. I think on the uh, 22nd. That's probably not the right date. Um, no, yeah, it would be. That would, that would, that would, be, that would be a Saturday. Uh, on the, uh, the the 22nd, they got a show coming up, and then the big um, Night of Superstars is in, uh, is, is in March. So uh, lots of big things coming up for them. So um, for sure, check them out and double check out, uh, you know, talk to Sean about getting tickets. Um, 
and uh, I got to talk to one of our uh, wonderful fans a little bit about IWC and uh, some of the stuff going on. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we always love hearing from fans, so feel free to drop us a line uh, either on the page or personally because we are easy to uh, talk to guys. Yeah, man. So, let's talk about wrestling, you fools. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you fools. It's been a, been a hot minute since uh, I know I know that you guys have watched, so I'll try to kind of keep it as light as we can here. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think the biggest news of the week is um, well, actually, of the last two weeks has been Raw and um, the the NXT presence on Raw as of late. Um, last week we saw the involvement of, uh, Rhea Ripley as, um, she came out and basically challenged Charlotte to challenge her for the NXT title at WrestleMania. And then, um, we also saw, um, Angel Garza come out and be basically the stand-in for Andrade. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen once Andrade comes back. And then this week we finally saw the debut of, uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, the vampire, apparently. So, yeah, um, that, that, uh, anyway, we'll get to that. Go on. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's very clear that it, it's either they believe that infusing NXT talent on Raw is going to help the Raw product, which I think might be a Hammond call, or that they're just trying to get eyes on an NXT to help them beat AEW. Either way, I think I, right right now everybody's kind of winning. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know, you know who's been doing some big work for me the last couple of weeks has been Angel freaking Garza. And, oh, dude, yeah. that man is a treasure. He is a treasure. Like absolutely, I said that back uh, whenever he first started being more present on NXT with his uh, little mini feud against um, uh, uh, Leo Rush. Leo Rush. Yeah, he, man. He just. He has personality for days. The big thing with him is that I'm not trying to take this over. I'm sorry, guys. I just ran with this, but no, I really—that's okay. I gotta, I gotta pop out for a second anyway. So go on. I, I really, right I really like Angel Garza. The like the thing is, not only is does he have personality for days, not only is he an, a really, really, really solid worker, but the other thing is too when he works, you see it on his face. It's the same thing of like, you know, okay, when Randy Orton attacked Edge, right? Like when Which Randy, is a great angle too, by the way. Oh, awesome. Um, I, I, when, when, when Randy Orton attacked Edge, like after the first RKO, they did that close-up on Edge's face. Nobody nowadays, or very few people nowadays, sell those facials that way. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you believe it. Like, there was, like, the little moment where I completely, like, kayfabe was back. And I was just like, fuck, he's hurt. Oh, my God. What did Randy Orton do? What, Randy, what do you do? Wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like. (laughs) What have you done to me? You bastards. It seriously was like, I was like. And and then, like, the little touches of, like, when Edge was laying there when Randy Orton was considering the concerto and his hand was twitching. Just that mm-hmm. little, that little, tw- it's those touches that make a good worker, a great worker. And I think Angel Garza, mm-hmm. given a little bit more time, will, will really excel in that, in that way. 
And he's put on some great matches. Uh, last week, he had a pretty good, I'd say, a great match with Humberto Carrillo. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Cedric Alexander, which is, you know, uh, something of a different fucking discussion altogether with him. But, um, you know, they, 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 you know, obviously they're going to do well, and they did well. Um, my my concern is this. So clearly, um, clearly uh, Garza is there as kind of the um, the piecemeal filler for Andrade because it's very clear that Andrade and Humberto have very limited English uh, um, dialogue. Um, Garza, not so much. Garza seems like he has a very good grasp on both languages. But they're they're clearly working um, Andrade and um, Carrillo and Rey Mysterio all together because of the benefit of being able to work together in both languages and being um, familiar with think, that and being familiar with that style. Correct. Something that I think that Sankara really could have the, the original Sankara Mystico uh, could have benefited from in his time at Agreed. WWE. But I digress. Agreed. Um, so Garza is obviously a natural stand-in for that. Here's the problem, though. With Garza, we're getting a guy who is quicker than Andrade. Uh, I think a better worker than Andrade. Woo! Uh, a more handsome man than Andrade. Uh, and a man who can speak English and therefore get over in his own promos. And a man who is younger than Andrade. Here's the, here's the, here's the problem. If because you can't just swap them out, so I think if you take out Garza whenever Andrade comes back, I think you have a little bit of a vacuum. And and I love Andrade. I don't I don't want to you know say sit here and say disparaging words about you know him um, lightly. But I mean Garza is a hell of a worker, and I think he works a better style than Andrade does. I, 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 I just feel like WWE may be setting themselves up to have a situation when... And plus, plus, Garza does not have the albatross around his neck of a 30-day suspension. Garza's clean, baby. So, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's something to think about. Man, I, I, I don't know if I agree with you about... Well, also, to be fair, Garza's, what, 23? Yeah, he's super young. He's young. He's really young. So, like, him and, like, going over to the women's side, which we'll talk about her later, Rhea Ripley, like, these people have so many years ahead of them, and they have nowhere to go but up, right? Andrade, I think, is what, in his early, mid-30s? I believe that sounds about right. Andrade, let me, let me look it up, just so we're not uh, uh, BS for, like, 30 seconds, Beef. Sure. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I you know, uh, Garza, I think right now, he's pulling, like, double oh. duty. He's working NXT. He's working Raw. You know, he's he's, 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 he's busting his hump right now. And, and to me, it's hard to take a guy like that, and he's getting over. That's the other thing. It's hard to take a guy like that, and, like, when, when you pull a fire extinguisher out of the wall, and it says, you know, to use break glass... You break that glass, that glass is broken, and the fire extinguisher is out. You can't... It's very odd just to put the fire extinguisher back into that broken glass. It's much harder to do that, so... Yo, so Andrade, uh, his he's 30. 
Um, so early 30s. He's just 30. Mm-hmm. Turned 30 in yeah. November. So, I mean, he still has years on him. And even though he works a little bit of a uh, a bombastic style, he's, he has more... Like, I, I would put him and Angel Garza on on par with each other work-wise, which I think is a huge nod to uh, uh, Angel Garza, seriously. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Garza, he is almost but younger. And so I can understand from that perspective why WWE would want to put more stock in this young rising star who has who's already at the level of Andrade from a work perspective, at least taking WWE uh, in the in the, the the bubble that is WWE, because I think Andrade, dude, go watch stuff from when Andrade was La Sombra, like just do that. Like he's had a hell of a career, and I feel like this is a place where Andrade can just kind of like coast it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing. If he's if he's coasting it out, I mean, I don't know. Like, do not you, meaning do you to feel be like... smart. I'm not meaning to be smart. You know what I mean? Well, no, I, j- I just meant I was gonna say if if that's kind of if that's kind of what it is for him. Like, do do they think? Do you think maybe it could be looked at that he's not as hungry as or anything like that? Because I mean, like, I, I agree that they're very very close work wise and stuff like that. But I, I give the slight edge overall to Angel Garza. I I just there's something about his personality that I like a little bit more than Andrade. And I think maybe it's because the fact that Andrade is pretty much through and through a heel. But Angel has that innate ability to be the cool heel. And they they really could work him it, it believably as a as a face or a heel either way, which is whichever one uh, you know, is uh, they happen to need at the time. Obviously, like it, he does a little bit better as as a heel. Well, um, there, you know what I mean. There's just certain people like like Orton, like Orton. Orton's better as a heel. Heel Orton is the best Orton, but Orton Orton makes an okay face at times too. Uh, he makes a good. No, 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 no. Here, I I will agree with Tom under the condition that he is paired with someone like Edge. Yes. Yeah. Like. Like, like he has to, he has to kind of be the. I, I hate to he say it. He to has to be. A, he has to have a foil. Yeah, he has to. He has to. Um, he he's not white meat baby face. He's not that type of baby face. He's the he's the edgy baby face or the the just the you know I do what I want kind of kind of like the the Moxley sort of attitude. You know what Ooh. I mean? And, and now, no, I, now get not, I get it. I I'm get not, it. Yeah, I get it. I was gonna say, and I'm not in any way trying to compare the two, like saying that they're directly like one another but just that general attitude like yeah, you know, yeah the moxley yeah. yeah the moxley attitude yeah yeah well and the other thing that we want to think about is okay so we're sitting here singing the praises of garza we're sitting here uh singing the praises of andrade the uh the odd man out then may end up being carrillo because again while carrillo is very young and very clearly skilled uh, he is another guy who is the absolute definition of uh, white face baby meat. Like he dresses like a fucking Power Ranger. The crowd doesn't know what to think about him. Um, you know, I, honestly, 
you know, we may be looking at a scenario where Andrade comes back and somehow they transition Garza over into the face role and kind of shut the door on Carrillo. Because again, honestly, it's it's a big deal. Vince is all about people that can connect with the product. Now, back in the 80s, they had managers to do that for them. I don't know why they don't do that now. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and Selena Vega is doing a wonderful job with Andrade. Dude, um, so it's not like Andrade is not getting <laughs> over the heel. But Garza can do that in and of himself. Why do you think that we haven't seen a, a, a heavy push for Asuka? Because she can't speak English. Why do you think, you know, same with Nakamura. You know, these people who cannot speak or speak very, very limited English, Vince does not believe that they can get themselves over. So that that's immediately a strike in his in, in, in his mind. And that's and that's not to you know that that's not to say anything disparaging to them or anything like that and be you know like racially or culturally insensitive no, or anything by any all. means it's, you know but but it's it, a Vince McMahon thing no but it, it in general it's just very hard to connect with somebody if uh you know if it's if it's hard to understand them or whatever like I, f- speaking from personal experience like. I had I had to sit there and like drag conversations out of certain Iraqi army soldiers whenever I would stand post with them on deployments and stuff. Some of them had pretty good broken English and we were able to talk about things, but it was very limited. You know what I mean? Like it, there you have to and th- this kind of circles back around to Korea a little bit. You have to be able to get to be able to get emotionally invested. And that's the problem that I personally have with Humberto is I, I got no emotional connection. Like, why am I supposed to care now? Zelina Vega, she gets me emotionally invested because she does everything a swarmy, you know, heel manager is supposed to do. And she does it well. She does her job perfectly, you know, and she, and she, she just, she does everything that she's great. I, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of her. But you take somebody like, you know, white face baby meat, uh, you know, Umberto, and it's just I'm like, okay, give me a reason to care. I have none. Other other baby faces, you know, that give me a reason to care, like, you know, going on to the NXT side, like Keith Lee or, you know, whoever, uh uh Tegan Knox, um, you know, anybody, like, okay, I have a reason to care. You got me emotionally invested, but it's just it's, when you don't have that there, man, it's you're you can't you cannot depend on just your in-ring skill alone uh, to get you over because it won't last. And point proven, look at Bret Hart. He had some of the greatest. Uh... I'm sorry, I know I know it hurts. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to kick you while you're down in the winter blues there beef, but you know look at look at you know look at look at Hart. i mean he was great a great technician in the ring but after a certain point he lost connection now that's not to say he didn't have it ever he had it for a certain point but as the times in the industry changed he failed to change with it and he failed to stay connected with those fans and with that audience so he became you know you either get turned you know the audience turns on you or they just don't give a shit you know, or when, a little bit of both. When was the last time that you guys went back and watched wrestling with shadows? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Um, probably, probably at least a decade. I'd say. So yeah, let me, yeah, easily. Let me. I watched it the other day, um, <clears throat> when I was taking a little nappy poo. 
Um, so I drifted in and out. Um, however, let me let me let me say this. A lot of like the reason that Bret Hart lost connection with the fans was number one, the times changing, right? Number right. two, mm-hmm. it was his uh, like. And admittedly, there was t- there was stuff in there where it was Bret Hart was not willing to play ball. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying it's not part like part and parcel Bret Hart's fault. What I'm saying is that it was times were changing, and he was forced into this heel gimmick with you know the infamous double turn. But they were like, "No, you're the bad guy now. You have to be the bad guy." And he's just like, "Well, I, I don't. I'm not a bad guy. This character, like, I just." And the problem was that character to Bret Hart no matter what anyone told him, was a good guy. Like, he was a good guy. He was a baby face. He's like, I can't be a heel. Like, this doesn't make sense. Just because, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of rambling right now, but the point is I'm saying it wasn't 100% Bret Hart's fault, but go on. Oh, no, 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 I agree. I mean, there's, <clears throat> I, I don't think it ever, I, I don't think it ever is 100% anybody one way or the other. There's always a lot of factors you know, that, uh, that go into it. I mean, uh, Most of which are Vince McMahon. Yeah. I mean, Vince, Vince is obviously a, a huge factor, you know, he's the, uh, he's the final say in it all, but you know, I mean, look, look at the, look at the fans. The fans can be such a huge, uh, factor. Look at, you know, look at the Daniel Bryan situation, Oh, God, everything yeah. like that. You know I mean? It's, there's, there's always a number of factors, but the, but it always comes back to, emotional connection you have to be able to you know you you have to have somebody be able to identify with you somehow and mm-hmm. um I, I just i don't feel that from Carrillo. Um, and that's why not nothing off time but the, no, you know, that, that's You're what good. gimmicks like oscar work and guys like Carrillo. like on the smaller stage like nxt the more intimate setting you get a better feel it's hard to describe but but you but you feel more connected uh with what's going on there because you get more of like you know the facials more of like their the the body language things like that that doesn't take a verbal communication versus like this national stage stuff where you're out in front of like you know 10 to twelve thousand fans every week and you know if 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 you cannot and 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 you uh, uh Instead of on NXT where you'd have fifteen to twenty minutes for a match, you know you you now you have five to seven ma- minutes. Like so, you you have to truncate your style. You have to truncate what you're doing. And if you cannot eloquently, you know, put into words some things. And again, you you don't have to speak all the time. But yeah. uh, the the best the best are truly a mix. You know, of of, of in ring facials, body language, uh, you know, vocal the the, the whole the whole nine yards. But you know when when you're pushed onto that national stage, wrestling in in front of a bigger crowd, in front of a bigger house, with a um, you know less of a time frame, you have to rely on that stuff a little bit more. So again, that's why people like Korea, like uh, Shinsuke, like Oscar, like get over bigger in, in in front of the small crowd, but with 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 more with uh, I guess less exposure, but like with more time to. Um, show their craft versus what they're doing now um you know and, and again it's it's you know I, I guess i wasn't necessarily looking to get into this discussion but since we're here it's a it's 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 a fair point that if they're going to do this whole 
globalization, uh, WWE, that is. If, if they're going to do this whole globalization, then they got to be committed to letting people kind of work their styles a little bit more than what they have been. I, I think I'll, uh, I'll even put it in another analogy, um, especially for a, uh, a Pittsburgh-based podcast for, you know, a Pittsburgh-based analogy. Uh, it, it, you can find the same thing in music and different bands and stuff like that, too. Look at the Clarks. Uh, huge local band never really translated onto like the big national scene. They, they do some touring up and down the East coast and stuff like that. But again, it's uh, I, I love going, seeing them, you know, small little intimate shows. Like if it's uh, you know, the front, the front three or whatever, doing a little acoustic set down at the casino for free, or, you know, if they put on a free show at some, you know, random freaking, you know, fairground or whatever. Um, there is something to be said, you know, again, uh, just being able to build a connection when you when you have a smaller crowd, uh, you know, and you don't have all the big hubbubaloo and the production and everything of a national, you know, national size crowd or show or whatever. It it, it some stuff just gets over better that way. I I I What agree. are you talking about? The clocks and them them clocks are the best band I ever did see down at Station Square there. Hey, uh, hey if I got I got three words. Gene the werewolf. All right, no, just, no, they're they're both good. They're both great bands, and and the hot guys as well. I I have I have two words for, or I have three words for beef. You're from Clearfield. The um, uh, <laughs> I'm a planet Yenzer, damn it. Uh, okay, beef. All right, we've had this argument. I'm gonna leave that alone. Speaking of things getting <laughs> over, guys, you mind if I shift gears really hard? Watch out for whiplash. Go ahead. So um, there was an interesting tweet um, from uh, from uh, Evil Uno of the Dark Order that seems to line up with Mr. Matt Hardy. Interesting. So Matt Hardy tweeted uh, had a tweet um, that said uh, goodbye. Evil Uno almost at the same time said, "You say goodbye, I say hello." And there's yes. been the whole thing going on of who is the leader of the Dark Order, who's the 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 overseeing uh, Dark Order demigod, if you, if you will. And yeah. man, uh, what the what what the hell is his name? Um, the exalt. The yeah, the like. I. I it makes so much sense. And I would dare say even more sense than the initial plan of Marty Skrull. Yeah, Which I like the it. The Bucks deny up and down that it's, ah, that that was the initial plan. It's bullshit. Hey, listen, if it if it is Hardy, I would just say it's gonna be wonderful. Yes, I want it Go to on. happen, like so, so bad. Okay. I love what the Dark Order is doing right now, to be honest with you. Like, I love seeing Evil Uno in, like, a suit, like, purveying his wares as, like, a gentleman of, like, um, ill repute, you know? Join us because it's the easy way. Like, it's it's so good, it's fattening. And say what you will about the Creepers, throw, you know, pulling the punches on Dustin Rhodes a month ago or whatever. You know, that, that happened. Um... But like the the whole the whole show that they're doing with Christopher Daniels is gold, and I mean like right now like their their promos are just printing money. So yes, I mean woke or I'm sorry, my God, broken Matt Hardy makes a 
ton of sense. But, here's a but. Let's remember that the Dark Order are bad guys. And um, even though Cody likes to blur those lines and say, you know, what's a bad guy, what's a good guy, despite being, you know, involved in, like, the hottest bad guy, good guy feud I can remember right now. Anyway, um, the, um, the Dark Order are bad guys. So you take a guy like Broken Matt Hardy, who has usually been a good guy. I mean, I, I guess I guess his, his roots are in, like, the heel work. But, I mean, like, he's over as a good guy. So... I mean, I, I get it. I I personally would much rather see Brody Lee in that in that exalted one. Um, I I wouldn't argue with either certainly, but I think I think we could see you know Broken Matt Hardy on AEW sooner rather than later. I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna lie. I I kind of like that idea of uh, Brody Lee. I don't I don't know how well he fits in the you know, quote-unquote leadership role of the exalted one, but I do like him in the Dark Order regardless. I'd I like, I, I, li- I like him better than Matt Hardy in the Broken... In, uh, oh, my God. In the Broken Order. In the Dark Order. Uh, there you <laughs> yeah, go. There's, there's the Broken Order, the, yeah. The Broken Order, um, yeah. <laughs> I, no, there you go. I, like, I could see Brody Lee being, like, Matt Hardy's hound. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. Yeah, man. His heavy. The, the enforcer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The the uh the ward low to his MJF, so to yes. speak. Like, and that's I the like thing it. Is just that. Well, and beef. I understand your concerns, and Tom, I understand that as well. But think about this: we've seen, we saw the broken Matt Hardy thing, and we all loved it very dearly. Then we saw woken Matt Hardy, which was like you took broken Matt Hardy and like cut him with 95% water and it was just kind of like okay you're giving him just enough rope to hang himself you know what i mean like it it was it was it was a shame that it wasn't better than what it was they didn't let him have the creative control that say Bray Wyatt had you know they let Bray Wyatt run with initially with the fiend but think about what we we could see we could see the broken Matt Hardy but we could see something much more madman sinister versus madman golden age of cart of comic books like we could see something far more maniacal out of him and matt hardy has endless amounts of creativity so i have no doubt in my mind that he could make it happen you remember matt harmony do you remember matt hardy's gimmick before broken matt hardy you mean uh he was like moneymaker matt Money maker Matt. Yeah, that, that shit was golden. Was not it, so creative. Oh, wow. it was funny as fuck. Did you ever watch his YouTube videos? Yeah, I did. Oh, and hilarious. I remember being a fan of them at that time. But I mean, looking back, man, I don't know. Like it, it honestly, Money Maker Matt feels a lot like, um, hey, I'm banging a porn star RVD. Like you know, uh, it, it's like a, I don't know, a grasping at straws. <laughs> like the, no, that's, no ba- banging poor stars RVD. I'm just like I think RVD. Like I think I think I think boy finally fucking snapped. Like I I think I think he's he's having his he's having his thing that you see sad old men do, where it's like they never rebelled in their twenties, and then they got to the point where they're like in their late forties, early fifties, and they just decide to start going nuts. And they just, like, throw around all their money and try and, like, get desperate, like, girls who are looking for a sugar daddy. Like, it's sad. And I hate it. I'm like, RVD, come on, man. 
Just point at yourself, kick some people, and and have fun. Like da, da, <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 ham fisted, and it belongs in an in an age gone by. Go on. <laughs> uh, I'm all all I'm saying is I'm I'm tentative, uh, because yes, broken Matt Hardy was absolutely wonderful. Um, to a niche fan base. Um, our, our, our dear friend Ransom never really got broken that hardy. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the whole Hardy boys, like gimmick, even when Matt Hardy was handed a main event platter with edge and said, here go. That just, I feel like Matt Hardy might be a guy who hit on the lottery once and we're all like, oh, man, this guy's the luckiest guy in the world. In reality, he just, you know, got lucky once. I, and, 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 and I pray that I'm wrong because I do like Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's always been my favorite of the Hardy boys. Um, but, I mean, I, I just feel like the exalted one is a little bit of a reach for him. Hmm. But keeping an AEW, on, on AEW... Um, I did my weekend review show last week, and I cannot fucking believe that I forgot to mention the hottest 15 minutes in pro wrestling that I've seen in probably a decade. Probably more than that. Which was the whipping of uh, Cody Rhodes by I, MJF. I didn't see how it. How did that go? Why did that happen? Yeah, how did, yeah, how did that go well, over? So, so, so to set the stage, um, Cody has been, you know... Wanting a match with MJF, it was MJF cost Cody the title at um, oh, um, full gear, and um, MJF has been ducking him. MJF finally said, "Okay, Cody, you want a match with me? Here's what you got to do. First of all, you can't let you can't lay a hand on me until Revolution. Second of all, you've got to face Wardlow or Wardlow in a cage uh, on I think it's either next week or the week after." At, uh, I, was, I, was just, I was just about to ask if they did that cage match or not, because I thought no, it was supposed to happen back closer to the cruise. No, it's coming up either this... Uh, it's, it's not this week. I think I think, I think think it's next week. And then um, the, the third stipulation was that he has to take 10 lashes from MJF with a belt. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, and I'm looking at the time last week and it's like 9.45 and I'm like, oh man... This is the main event segment. How are they going to pull this out for 15 minutes? I'm telling you, man. Like, you want to talk about fucking gripping television? It. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Like, it was phenomenal. Um, you know, MJF made sure to, like, leave little bits of time. Like, he wasn't just whip, whip, whip. It was, you know, whip. And then he'd go at Cody, you know. Cody would react. Cody would drop to his knees. Cody would, you know, drop to his belly, you know. And and Cody, God love him, man. Like everyone's like, oh man, Cody did just such a great job, and he had all the great facial expressions. Well, you know what? If you're getting fucking beat with a belt ten times in a row in the same damn spot, like, yeah, you're gonna be the same. Like, there's there's no way to fake that. I'm like, bring, obviously, I'm gonna bring a leather strop yeah. down for WrestleMania weekend. I'm gonna hit you once. See how no, that thanks. feels. Yeah, hard, exactly. Hard pass. Hard, hard pass. pass. It's it's 
it's it's well documented uh, to quote JR that uh, <laughs> and ransom the uh, yeah, and yeah, ransom, yeah. that uh, wrestling is fake. Okay, ha 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 ha. Okay, I get it. But like, there are certain things that you can you know you 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 can't pull and 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 hit, getting hit with a leather strap are one of those things. Yeah, um, I, uh, MJF. Good. I was gonna say any any time I hear somebody bring up the whole you know. Well, isn't it fake or wrestling or whatever? I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, it is scripted. I was like, it's entertainment. It's just like a movie or a TV show. I was like, it's scripted. I was like, but they they do their storytelling through physical, you know, physicality in the ring. I was like, there's certain things you can't fake. Like, and even uh, even Bully Ray said it himself too. He's like, there's a difference between taking a chair shot to the back and taking a leather strap or you know, whatever to the back. Like there is a big, big difference. And uh, I, oh, I, I don't envy Cody in the least bit. For the first, I think four or five knocks with that strap, MJF hit him at the exact same spot. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Then he went to like the middle of the back. Then he went to the arm. Then he went to like the back of the neck. At one point, he hit him across the chest with it. Um, yeah. And like every time, like once they got to like five or so, I think Arn came out. And uh, Arn was like kind of coaching Cody up, saying, Hey, man, you can't, you know, you've come this far. You cannot tap out now, man. You got to do this. You got this. I believe in you. And then they do another one, and then another one. And, like, Cody would be looking like, you know, tears in his eyes. He's, like, on the ground struggling. And then, like, the heels would come out of the locker room, and they were kind of, like, gathering around the entranceway. And then um, the Elite came down, uh, the Bucks. I don't I don't know if Omega was there. Not. I think it may have just been the Bucks. And uh, they were like, come on, man, you got this. And then finally after, you know, strap, number, uh, strap hit number nine, uh, Brandy came down and... Um, you know, completely devoid of the Nightmare Collective angle, which apparently is poof gone, like the NWO. Um, the uh, Brandy comes down and like takes his hand and like kisses him and says, "Yeah, I believe in you." And uh, he gets up and he takes his tenth strap. Uh, and, and I mean, it was like literally. I was like, "How are they going to pull this out for 15 minutes?" But it was super, super good. I I, I was shocked as to how well it went over. I I heard nothing but I absolutely heard nothing but in like insane like how brutal it was and i saw the picture of cody's cody's pictures of cody's back after how 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 was it compared to uh daniel bryan's back worst worst okay. oh okay, wait, wait, I, I, fi- I, I figured it i figured it would have been but i just wanted something by uh something that i at least saw already to compare with so i, I mean i'm definitely gonna go back and watch it everything is still on my dvr i just gotta i just gotta make the time to do it so well, it's, it's 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 the old uh, bed of nails thing. Like you know, if the wider the base, the more area that like the the pain is going to go across. Right. So I don't want to say the less you feel, but the less you know. And like the the belt that MJF was whipping him with was like Cody's like you know regular ass leather belt, like not his stupid weight training belt. Like a his, regular like, re- leather. Regular, yeah, like a right. leather dress belt. And 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 something that MJF did that absolutely captivated me at the beginning he, he took off his own belt and he's sitting there and he's like no no no, cody i want your belt i want to beat you with your own belt and i was like man like you want to talk about a fucking master class on being a heel 
right now we have two of the best that I can remember in Randy Orton with what he's doing with Edge and MJF with this whole Cody thing. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just going to give to MJF. Just for a sure. round of applause, man. He's for sure. head and shoulders the... I I mean I I can't say for sure because I don't watch you know I really don't watch TNA um, or Impact whatever you want to call it I don't watch Impact uh, or NWA uh, you know Ring of Honor but I, I mean I would I would damn near be certain to say that MJF is probably like one of if not the best heels in the business right now bar none dude well do you remember a couple months ago. I posted that like 20 second video uh, and admittedly might may or may not have had a few of the beers before I did it. Um, <laughs> it was, it was just a little live video I did where I said, MJF is a fucking treasure. Yeah, that's it. And that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to say because I was just like, there, there's nothing. There's nobody is doing what he's doing. No one is living that gimmick and just bringing it the way Dude, he does. That is the key phrase right there, and you just said it: living the gimmick. Because if it's not a matter of where you know, like in Randy Orton's case, he's a heel, but he's going to go out and do like a Make a Wish or something like that for somebody that wants it. No, MJF is like through and through <laughs> a fucking asshole, like. You know, he acts like he fucking a, hates everybody. Like oh, you come yeah. up to him in the street, he's gonna be like, "Fuck off, get the fuck out of here, I got time for you." Yeah, kiss my ring, peasant. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, he he's so good at it, and I'm and I'm you know I'm really glad to see that there is somebody like that. But then it makes me wonder, like, is he really just that big of an asshole? And it's it, that's that's the compelling part is that he's so good at what he does. You don't know whether or not he is, you know, that big of an asshole. Like I, I've tried to, I've tried to listen very closely whenever he's had his interviews with like Jericho and you know Chris Van Vliet and whoever. And even when it seems like there's going to be a moment when he like might throw somebody a compliment, he ends up making it a backhanded compliment and just fucking still tears them down somehow. And I'm like, you sneaky son of a bitch! You are so goddamn good at this. Like, he's amazing. It, it, it and that's that's the thing is we're seeing and would you guys agree like just overall including WWE uh AEW uh even NJPW and uh, even on the indie scene with IWC you're seeing kind of a, a renaissance of characters that you're seeing a renaissance of characters that are like and 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 workers that are it's almost like in between kayfabe and breaking kayfabe it's like right in the middle dude i'll give you another one i I, you know what i now that you mentioned iwc i'll give you another one that could give mjf a run for his money man dime i cannot dude are you do you are you friends with him on facebook or anything i'm not friends with man dime i dude i've been following mambo italiano like crazy okay I, i i have them both on facebook i tell you what Dude, the vitriol that fucking Elijah Dean posts on Facebook to like Johnny <laughs> Patch and everybody else. Oh my God. Like, I'm surprised that his shit doesn't, like, his account does not get reported and shut down. Like, it's, yeah, it's, he is rough. Really? So. Well, and I think that we oh, have, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think that we've come to a new, 
a new generation not to like you know um jump on the wwf uh, new generation era but like i, I, I think we're, i think i think i think we're at a new, a new generation of performers who are like okay so kayfabe is dead right or is it and they're definitely pushing the line um Ar- argos is another one he's He's an interesting case study because I, I I love Argos, but he does he does a pretty good job of healing it up too when he can. Yeah. So like um I mean these guys are taking because yeah the the WWE model is okay if 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 you're gonna be a shitty heel that's fine but if a Make a Wish kid calls you and said hey I want to sign I you know I I want you here. You're gonna go do it because you know you you work for Vince McMahon and we have to get the public image out there. That's great, but um, I I, I think it's something because it, it kind of really is a uh, a resurgence of kayfabe um, of 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 them. And now they have like this platform, the these social media platforms that reach you know thousands more than they could have in those like old damp du- you know dusky fucking bingo halls of the 1980s. You know, now they're reaching thousands of people with the fucking stroke of their finger. So, um, I, I'm here for it, man. Like, I'm, I'm about it. That's that's exciting to me. Yeah. Um. What else? What else is going on? Like, just on TV wise and stuff. Uh. I. I. I kind of. I kind of came back into the, obviously to the end of like Angel Garza and stuff. So I mean, I'll I'll definitely go back and listen to it. Obviously, because I always do. But. Um, I think the other big thing to mention is, uh, I mean, so so, and it's it's not fair because we spend so much time cutting down Raw and SmackDown that we never really talk about AEW and, and NXT, and I'm glad we got to talk about AEW a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, NX, NXT is consistently killing it week after week, even though they're not winning the ratings war. Um, I think that wrestling wise, content wise, they're probably putting on a better show. Um, but I mean, the thing to talk about right now this week is Shayna Baszler and her debut uh, on Raw, which okay, <laughs> okay. So I mean, let I saw, me. I, I saw okay, a screen. I saw a screenshot, and I wasn't sure what the deal was with the blood in the mouth. I thought maybe like she just got her face busted or something like that. Uh, no, it was but, very clearly a blood capsule. Okay. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. It, in like well no like yeah I, w- I wasn't sure if it was like a matter of like this is part of a gimmick for her or just you know it was uh, like you know like it was supposed like she's supposed right. to have uh you know gotten bloodied up because of the blood capsule like like the whole seth and brock thing when you know seth got dropped over the chair and had the quote sure. unquote internal bleeding yeah i mean it's too soon to tell where they're headed with this it it, it a lot of people are fearing the worst that they're going to make Shannon Baszler a vampire, <laughs> uh, which is honestly a legit concern given Vince McMahon's track record with NXT talents. But that being said, um, I so he, here's so, so I'll set the stage for you, and I, I don't know what they're doing with Becky Lynch right now either. I'm, I'm very confused by everything because so the last couple of weeks. Becky Lynch has been wearing the uh, her, her her jacket that has like her face as a as as a goat, and it says goat on the back. And she's been referring to herself as the goat. Okay, Again, and, and it's very one. right. Exactly, it's it's very 
almost borderline heel, um, which I was kind of there for. I, I, I get it. Like, Becky has gone so far. Like, she's basically run the whole circumference. She's gone, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a shit-eating heel, to, hey, I'm a badass face, and now she's circling back around to shit-eating heel. And I'm like, okay, that's weird to have Shayna be the face, but okay, whatever. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing with that, and I don't think that they are either. But, uh, so Becky Lynch versus Asuka happened on Raw. It was actually a very, very good match. It spanned, like, three commercial breaks, um... So you know it was a good match. It was probably better than than, than their match at Rumble, and yeah. um, uh, Becky won, I think, with a with a uh, with a with with a rock bottom, which yeah, was interesting. It was, but it was, uh, uh, I think that I like it when you see that happen with wrestlers, where you see like a new finisher develop. Right. Exactly. Anyway. Um, I, I don't like that they're that they're that they're leaning on you know more attitude era you know uh, chum, but the that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, you know, Pedigree's next. Um, Blech. so, Sheena comes in the ring, and, um, she jumps her from behind, and you could see the crowd, like, pointing to her very clearly, see she was coming. Uh, and she put her down with the, uh, the, the, the tap, napper, snap, um, the, the Kiragudi clutch. And, um... Back, sack, and crack. Anyway, Exactly. So, 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 Becky goes down, okay. And then Shayna proceeds to bite the back of her neck. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and that was kind of everybody's reaction going, okay. Am I and, supposed to be aroused? <laughs> and everybody's kind of like, all right, and Shayna looks up and she's got that big, like, big blotch of red on her face, and Becky's screaming, oh my god, oh my god, did that bitch bite me? Um, everything <laughs> that else. Bitch bite um, me. <laughs> she said, yeah, she, she, she it, it was very, very audible on the camera, and I, and I, and I thought that was great. But, um, and then, you know, every, immediately everybody goes to worst case scenario because, again, Vince McMahon uh, is Shane is, is Shame Baszler a vampire. And I'm like, boy, I fucking hope not. So here's what I think they're going for. Um, I, I, the, um, the biting of the neck, yes, is a vampire thing, but it's also like an apex predator thing, like a dominance thing, okay? Lions. If you want to assert. Exactly. If you want to assert dominance and the pride, you bite, you know, the, the back of the neck to show that you are the, the bad bitch. Hey, Poot, I'm um, not being aggressive. I'm being dominant. <laughs> <laughs> no! Stop! No. Give us a fried chicken! <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, so, yes, but, uh, I was showing up a dominance. I think oh, I think that that's what they're going for. Thank you, um, Tom. Uh, I, think I love you, man. That uh, they probably should have done something different, but I I get what they're going for, and and I think that hopefully if they explain it a little bit better in the future, it'll be okay. But here's why I'm psyched about Shayna Baszler and Raw. First of all, it 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 pretty much sets into stone. Charlotte versus Rhea for the NXT title at WrestleMania, which I think is a huge fucking deal on many levels. Um, un unless something bonkers happens, which, you know, again, Vince McMahon. What are you talking but, about? Um, Nothing bonkers ever happens on WWE. Ever. Ever. Um, so, 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 so that pretty much puts that in stone, and it, it also puts into stone 
the closing of the uh, the the, uh, the the setup to Becky versus Shayna, which they started at Survivor Series, which again I think was dynamite at that point. I think will be dynamite now. Neck biting aside, um, it was a weird way to go. I'm hoping it's just like a one-time thing. Um, it'd be weird if like Shayna starts like you know peeing on Becky's coat and things like that. Like that'd be kind of <laughs> weird. But um, <laughs> the hell's wow. the matter with you? Why are you like, giving you know, Vince McMahon ideas? Showing of dominance. You know, you know, you know the reason why she had the biting thing was because Vince McMahon. I'm, I'm, I can almost guarantee you this is why it happened. Vince McMahon saw Baszler and her teeth without her mouth guard and was like, "Look at those! Look at those chompers! She could, she could rip <laughs> someone apart with them." I know she's a vampire. Uh, Vince. Wow. Uh, uh, I, I, no. Dad, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you want to do that. I'll fire you too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I and, get it, Beef. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just like, uh, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. I was, I was, I was, I was kind of grandstanding there, but like that's, you know, that's where everybody's mind goes because again, Vince McMahon, he's come up with some doozies in the past. So uh, let's let us not forget Sparky Plug. So uh, you know, he hey man, he the tail of Sparky Plug. Every every race car driver needs a fucking night job. Hey, um, I, I got a quick I got a quick question for you. Speaking of things going on on TV, Suck I want to ask something about Smack. I want to ask him something about SmackDown, and I, I and I want to ask like, are they setting up what for the fuck a match? Is SmackDown? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I was about to I, I wanted to ask if they were um. He's setting up for a match ass. between uh, Bray Wyatt and he who shall not be named. Oh, they're not setting up for it, my friend. That it's, is in it's stone. happening. Okay. At WWE Blood Money Three, no okay. way home. It's going to be the <laughs> versus no Goldberg. Oh, I had right. a stroke. I. That's why I said he who shall not be named. I'm gonna have a stroke now. Thank you, Beef. Tom Just this. in case. You thought that maybe Goldberg getting one shot at the at the Universal title wasn't bad enough. He's back for more. Oh, God help me. Dude, uh, no. Think about this. Think about this. And I'm hoping this is the direction they go in. Stick with me on this, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. What if Goldberg gets Goldberged by the Fiend? That's what I'm hoping. Just in like a five second match where Bray comes out, hits he, him with Sister Abigail, hits him with no, the claw, and that's it. No, he, you know, Goldberg comes out, the Fiend comes wait, out. F Fiend, wait, he he almost drops Goldberg on his head and breaks his neck and kills him. I'm okay uh, with that. Or or he kicks no. Goldberg twice in the same in, in the head twice in the same match and gives him two concussions. Which that, Goldberg are we talking about here? That's true. Well, all of them really. The uh, I'm good so, with those. <laughs> so, yeah, right. My my point is. It'll be Fiend comes out, does his whole thing. You know, Goldberg goes for the spear. Fiend rolls through it, catches him in the claw, puts the claw on Goldberg, taps out. The end. God, I can okay. only hope. I can only fucking hope. It, That'd be dude, interesting. The Fiend is... I really hate to say this because I don't want to lose that steak dinner. Um, the Fiend is like really lost steam really i mean the 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 whole thing with daniel bryan was i was lukewarm on 
honestly. And I hate to say that because it, it really was brutal, but it was very it was very boring. Like, but I guess maybe that's how I was bored. The matches were I, good. The, 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 so you see, it you was, like the matches? I was bored. Dude, I was bored. I was bored with with that match. Mm. I was. I don't know. Maybe okay. I need to go back and just watch it again. But anyway, so like my 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 point with this is he needs something to make him look extra dominant. And the way that Goldberg dominated Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah. I mean, like that still sticks in my head. It's like how quickly he dominated dominated Brock Lesnar. Like just imagine if the fiend did that to him and like sloughed it off like it was nothing. You know what I mean? Chris grabs his title and meanders back up the ramp. So here's the end game though. Uh and again, we're we're kind of writing the story that hasn't been written yet, but it's but it it's in place. Let's let's be real. Oh yeah. Uh Roman Reigns is taking that title off of the fiend of WrestleMania. Oh yeah. So Yes, I agree. You know, seeing you know, ding, 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 Goldberg going for a spear. Fiend takes it, hits the hits, hits the claw. That's it. That that's a wonderful way to go. But let's be real. What's going to happen is uh, Goldberg's probably going to give him like five or six spears, and the Fiend's going to keep getting up from them, and then hit the claw and be done. Um, just just to make it so that whenever Roman hits, you know, two Superman punches and two spears, it's going to be a big deal because oh my God, he, he it, it only took you know he he took six Goldberg spears and it only took you know two Roman spears to finish off the Fiend. How great is Roman Reigns? Let's just make him the best champion of all time ever. Man, why you got to harsh my vibe here? Like, why you got? I, I appreciate do it? what you're going for, but I mean, you you're just not thinking. In a McMahon way, my friend, and that's what I'm here for. I know because <laughs> I'm a level-headed. Realize I'm a level-headed human being with hopes, dreams, and empathy for other people. You know, <laughs> just, well, I'll stop that. it. <laughs> There's no crying in XFL. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of the XFL, brief. How the fuck real was quick. it? Oh, dude, I loved it, man. I was I was strapped in for game one to game four. Um, I <laughs> you know. You drank the fucking Kool-Aid, did you? I did, and I tell you what, I enjoyed it as much, if not more, than the NFL. Um, I think that the that the roles that the role changes that they've made were smart and efficient, and made the game more fun to watch. I think that the coolest thing that they do uh, is well, having Pat McAfee on the sidelines. But other than having Pat McAfee on the sidelines, um. The coolest thing they do is uh, when there is a review on the field, which is a much maligned part of the game. Uh, people love reviews because they want to get the shit right, but they're so upset that they take fucking 12 years. So what the XFL does is when there's a review, they let you listen in live to the um, referee in the box who's reviewing the play, and they talk it through. And, and they they show you a video of of um, a live shot of the of the guy in the booth watching the play step by step. So you're so you're seeing what they're saying, you're hearing what they're saying, and you know they're they're communicating on field with the referee. Um, that kind of transparency is absolutely unheard of, and it is wild, man. So um, that, yeah, I okay. mean it's 
that does that does sound pretty interesting to me i actually like just kind of you know pulling back the curtain a little bit in that case so i i i can see that's kind of a you know a mcmahon uh thumbprint there on on yeah. that i'm i'm that and that I'm, makes me interested what what other rule changes did they have like like what's um, the, well, the what would you say is the biggest differences between that there, and and then nfl there are two uh one is the kickoff um on the kickoffs the um the opposing team the, like the kicking team and the receiving team both start five yards apart uh which is about 35 yards away from the kicker so in the nfl one of the biggest drivers for injuries on the field is the kickoff because you got gunners and guys going like 30 40 yards full speed and then a hit on somebody uh, what they're doing to prevent it to to prevent that is having these uh, the 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 kicking team and the um, receiving team line up about five yards away from each other. Oh my! The kicker the kicker kicks the ball, and nobody can move until the receiver catches the ball. Once the receiver catches the ball, then they kind of move forward into a scrum, and then uh, you know it, it plays out like a normal kickoff would. So so you're not seeing like people you know going full speed and throwing these hard hits. And then the other thing is after a uh, touchdown there are no extra points uh you can either choose to go for one point from the two yard line uh f- two points from the five yard line or three points from the 10 yard line and run a normal play uh so oh in the um at, at the end of the half the um inside of the two minute warning on both the second quarter and the fourth quarter they um the clock stops on every play until they reset the ball five seconds comes off the play clock and then the clock starts moving again, which really makes it for a really awesome, like comeback. They, they, they keep calling it like the, uh, the comeback section, the comeback segment. Uh, and, and it's, it's been really fun to watch. So, uh, you know, if, if you're a fan of the, of, of the NFL and you're turning your nose up at it saying, I don't need more football or I don't want to watch WWF football. Like it's not that at all. Uh, it is, it is football. The, the on-field product is actually better than I expected it to be uh, with, like, you know, and, and NFL, ex-NFL players and, like, guys who, you know, basically never were. Um, the, the on-field product is better than what I expected, and uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I And, and the ratings, um, I think the first game topped out at 4 million viewers, uh, mm-hmm. which is exceptional. And I think the second game had even higher than that. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're... The the ratings were, were were certainly good this week, and the the attendance was great. So I'm I'm hoping that it's a good thing for the league, and I hope it sticks around. Now let me let me ask you one last thing on that, um, I because I because I had heard something very interesting in the fact that there was really like next to no, little or no hype up like from the media about the XFL. So I'm surprised to hear that they you know, um. <laughs> that they did numbers that they did. Um, and I, and I wonder how well it was received overall. Like, I don't know if, uh, like if you, you know, if you've heard any other buzz about it after the fact on social media and stuff, but uh, from what I had heard, there was like little to no, you know, uh, real mention of it and coverage of it on other major sports networks or anything like that. Like leading up to it. it's like, Oh yeah, by the way, it's coming up this weekend. It's like, Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what it was. Yep. And yeah. uh, I think I think Fox I think I think Fox had a Super Bowl spot for it because the Super Bowl was on Fox. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, no, you're right. 
yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see because typically with these kind of things, your opening weekend ratings, like the same with AEW and NXT, like your first week ratings are always kind of like the spike and then they dip and then they come back up and then they kind of normalize from there. So, you know, the, the week two, week three, week four are, are, are going to be very telling for where the league is. Uh, I, I would not be shocked to see the ratings go up because from everybody who watched it, it's a mostly positive experience. Um, you know, the you know, I follow a lot of like the NFL meme pages and all that. So like you have the, you know, the good old boys who are like, oh, that's stupid football. I ain't watching no stupid football, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, you have people, I, I actually got to uh, to uh, talk a little bit on uh, 93.7 The Fan. I actually did a call in there, uh, and, Ooh, and I got to talk a you. little bit. I know, right? I, I got to talk a little bit, um, and the, uh, the, the guy, and I don't remember who I spoke with, um, he, he made a great point in saying that there are other sports going on. You know, golf, the Masters is coming up. Um, right. We are heading towards the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, and you know, for baseball fans, pitchers and catchers report. Like I get all that, but I mean, you know, and his his point was that the Super Bowl is the end of football season. We don't need a second football season. But for well, me, here... who couldn't give a shit about golf, uh, who only watches the Stanley Cup playoffs here and there when the Penguins are in it, and could give two fucks about baseball or basketball, like football is my love. Uh, mm -hmm. obviously in wrestling and um you know to have an, an an extra 10 weeks of football i'm i'm all for it now do you think here's the one other question i i had forgotten about i was going to ask do you think it would have been even more well received if the xfl had maybe waited a week or two to start their season or you know like so that way you're not coming off of this like super bowl hangover uh, where some people might be saying, like, well, well, we don't need more football. The football season just ended. It's like if they would have maybe started it in March as opposed to starting in February, do you think it would have been more well-received or you think? No, I actually think that they did a smart thing, especially with this year's Super Bowl being a pretty highly contested game. Like you had people coming off the high of that. And, and you know, if if, if it were a shitty Super Bowl, you know, I don't know that that the ratings would have been as good as they were, or if like you know the fucking Patriots would have won again. You know, people would have said, ah, "I'm done with football for the year." But being that you had an exciting game and a comeback from behind in the Super Bowl, I think that it really opened up a lot of um, a lot of uh, excitement for the XFL. So, uh, like I said, you know, to me, it's you know, is it is it the NFL guys? No, you you don't have the same kind of skill levels, but. Um, it, it is what it is, and, and I think it's a lot of fun. And uh, you know, again, if you're if you're if you're a football fan, I, I think you should check it out. What what uh, what channel or network is uh, is it on? Uh, it's actually on the, the 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 major sports networks. It's on ABC, uh, uh, Fox, FS1, and ESPN. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, look them up this weekend. You know Go looks, Battlehawks! <laughs> it looks like wow. Already wow. he's pulling. Oh this shit anyway uh the well no yeah. I, honestly joking aside i'm i'm glad that um i'm glad that it it had a good kickoff and it had a good showing and it's less kind of goofy bullshit than its first run you know what i mean uh um, yeah yeah no no he hate me there's no stupid jersey names yeah. i think i think that that was kind uh, of silly and they've i think oh honestly God. as as odd as it is to say I think that Vince McMahon has learned his lesson from his first failure in the XFL and 
has turned it around 180 degrees to have to where it's a great product. I just wish he could fucking do that in WWE. That right? Well, he, well, maybe he'll start paying attention to that, and and fucking someone else can run WWE. That'd be great. Yeah. Hey, uh, what do you say we? Uh, what do you say we get into a little bit of hot tag trivia before we get these picks out of the way for the night? Uh, oh I'm yeah, we to... gotta do picks, fuck. Yeah, we'll be able to breeze through them pretty quickly. It's not. A, it's not a huge I'll card. Go first. Um, I'll well, go first. Well, I was oh, going to say, go ahead, uh, if you don't mind, I was going to say I would ask my question to you first uh, because oh, I actually sure. have to go down here in a couple minutes and grab laundry because, you know, adulting. So, Right. Oh, fuck laundry. Well, go then on. let me ask. Let me. Why don't, why don't we do I'll ask Tom, Tom ask Beef, and then Beef can entertain me. Yeah. 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 yeah right. That's yeah. Beef right. it. Yeah. Beef it already called you in the in the chat. So Tom. Yeah. OK, you ready for this? Mine's a little bit of a weird curveball. So one of our favorite places, and at least uh, I think I could speak for the group, to go and look at cool wrestling merch is ProWrestlingTees.com. Okay? okay? Not not affiliated, not sponsored, just love the hell out of it. So if you go to uh, the section that's wrestler-owned stores, okay, and you click on there, the first thing it gives you is top-selling wrestlers, like individual wrestling wrestler-owned stores. Okay. Who's number one on that list? <laughs> Um, I I honestly don't know. Um, let me think. And I'm judging this by the fact of like they put them in squares. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like a picture of the wrestler. I always judge. Okay, number one top selling wrestler is the one in the top row on the left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. Fuck. I don't know. Um. Uh, from pro wrestling tees, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess CM Punk. No shot. You want another shot, Tom? I'll give you another shot. Hello. What? Boot. What? Can I? <laughs> I yeah, guess CM. I, I guess. Can CM I have Punk. a shot? Boot. Yeah, go ahead, Beef. Initially, my thought was Kenny Omega, but there's a guy who stands out a lot more right now, and that's Chris Jericho. You're both wrong. Oh. Yeah. Ready for this? I'm gonna give you the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'll give you the top ten. Okay. How's that okay. sound? Okay. Number ten, Darby Allen. Number nine, Makes Colt sense. Cabana. Uh number eight, Cody. Number seven, CM Punk. Number six, Chris Jericho. Number five, Bullet Club. That's wrestler owned, I suppose. Number four, Beef's going to love this one, Bret Hart. Number three, what? number three makes me laugh really hard, Andy Kaufman. What? Number two, Andre the Giant. And number wow, one, okay. number one, the bad boy himself, Joey Janela. Huh. Yeah. So if you go to, if you go to, uh, the top selling wrestler, like the section in there, it says top selling wrestlers. I saw Joey Janela. I was like, huh, what do you know? How about that? Yeah. Hmm. Number 11, Eddie Guerrero. Props to you, Eddie. All yeah, right, man. Yeah, that was interesting. That was my question. And it certainly wasn't because I am searching on here for a hoodie. <clears throat> no, not at all. No. <laughs> are, you, are you, are you, are you getting that? Are you are are you getting that sweet S A W hoodie that with the that the, our, our buddy Sean gotten? Oh yeah, the one that's like Heather sleeves, like gray sleeves. 
Yeah. I'm eyeballing right now. I'm eyeballing the Tommaso Ciampa Blackheart shirt. Uh, oh, there you go. Eyeballing that. I, I I almost got the DIY one, but it wasn't part of the uh, the the deal. The I, one. I, yeah. I, yeah. I popped I was like, on it. Mm, I popped on that? it. Did I, you? I, I was. It. I was real close. I was. I was I, real close. I, I really wanted it, but I, I popped for a. Uh, I popped on a Facebook retro gaming league shirt and uh, um, uh, a, a a coffee mug and some awesome canvas art uh, off of Gould Gaming. So yeah, I ended up going that route. Support the, your the sponsors. Can- I know, right? The, the canvas art is really, really cool. If if you look in my section, it's the one. The best thing I can call it is like it's like a Metroid gathering field. It looks so awesome. I'll um, go there right the, now. Gould Gaming. Uh, not dot com. <laughs> Gould and, Gaming. Yep. Casual Gaming Dad. Oh, hey. Uh, you guys want to hear my impression of a hacker from the 90s? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Just one more word. We'll, one more word. One more word and we'll be in the mainframe. Yep, that's either that's either a hacker from the '90s or any airport uh, terminal personnel on the computers. Like, I need to change your ticket from a TS one two fifty five P to a TS nine QR sixty five W. Tom, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I googled I googled uh, goldgaming dot com, and yeah. I uh, and and I and I typed in casual gaming dad after that. Yes. Yeah. First response was uh, retro gaming dad. That's okay. Oh. No, just go, just go on to, uh, just go on to Google Gaming site and then just search by like, like if you go into the shop and search like our streamer exclusives and then go under my section, you'll I see got, it. I got it. Uh, what, but, um, what is it? Oh, the prints, the canvas prints. Yeah, the canvas prints that are there. The one, it kind of, it's the best thing I can describe. It's like the Metroid gathering field, basically. I, I don't remember what they titled Ooh, it the, as. The the Metroids. It just says the Metroids. Yeah, like, there, it's like like you can see a faint outline of Samus's helmet, like in the top yeah, oh, center. Oh, dude, that's it's, cool. It's sweet. I'll I'll send you a picture the the picture of it that I have. Like, I it's sitting here. I just got I got to find a space to hang it. Yo, but, uh, I like that. Does it come like stretched over a frame? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I'll show. I'll show you. I'll I'll send you guys a video. It's after only we're fourteen dollars, and I get to support my buddy. And it's and it's a decent little size too. It's like uh, you know, like um, it, it's not a super huge one. It's I forget what they say the size. were like, uh, I don't know. It, we'll, no, we'll it's talk about it's it pretty up. decent size. It has a succulent for scale. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, Tom. Ask Beef your question. All right, beef. So, um, so a pay per view that was actually kind of popular popular last month. Besides the Royal Rumble, uh, one that's long forgotten is New Year's Revolution. Uh, it kicked off in two thousand five. I believe that was the first New Year's Revolu- uh, Revolution. So, two part question: uh, What was the first of all? What was the main event of New Year's Revolution two thousand five? The main event or the match that went on last? Uh, I'm I'm looking at Wikipedia and it says the main event. So uh, you know what? Give me give me either answer, whatever you think is apropos. And if you're right on one of them, I'll I'll give it to you. So New Year's Revolution, I think, was like one of the very few pay per views that actually occurred outside the United States. Uh, 
it was in uh, I think Puerto Rico or Cuba or somewhere, and uh, it was just super weird. But um, that was the year that Edge beat John Cena for the WWE title after W uh, after John Cena had defended the WWE title in uh, the Elimination Chamber uh, successfully. Uh, Edge came out and cashed in Money in the Bank uh, as the, uh, the, the, the the chain was being lifted. Vince came out on stage and was like, wow, we're not finished yet. And that's that was the first ever cash in of Money in the Bank. Okay, that now that is not what it has listed as the main event. But you, I, I know you are correct on that because I do remember that distinctly. Um, but what was uh, what's listed as the, the main event here? Uh, Cena versus I don't even know who was in the match. Um, oh hell! So that would have been before WrestleMania 22, uh, which Rey Mysterio won the Rumble for that one. Um, okay, so putting myself in that time frame, I would say that it was Cena. <sighs> I want to say that Triple H and Batista were doing their own thing in a different match. Oh, man. Who was on the Raw roster? It probably was some, like, goof-offs, like, Yamaga. Um, Manga. I'm drawing a blank. All, all I know is, 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 is John Cena in the Elimination Chamber. All right. Well, you were you were pretty impressive. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a half a beef coin. I'll give you a half a you coin. Uh... <laughs> The the fact that it was uh, that uh, that New Year's Revolution did take place in San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, but what they have listed as the main event is not the Cena match. What they have listed as the main event was a match for the vacant World Heavyweight Championship, and it was Triple H versus Batista versus Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit versus Edge in an Elimination Chamber match. Now. Um, the uh, the cash in was the second year. I, I I always forget about the first year of New Year's Revolution because it's so forgettable. The mm. cash in was the second year. Okay. Yep. All right. So now uh, Triple H would walk away the uh, the eventual winner. Uh, my second question to you is: Who was the special guest referee in that Elimination Chamber match? Give me the participants again, please. You have Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, and Edge. Shawn Michaels? You are correct. Yeah, I uh Yay. once 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 you said about it, I was like, Oh yeah, there that that was the year before the uh the money in the bank cash in. So that would have been Actually, leading up to WrestleMania 21, WrestleMania goes Hollywood, which was one of my favorite, which was one of my favorite WrestleManias, and WrestleMania is going Hollywood again. So yay, dude! I'm excited for that one. That's gonna be good. Yeah, man, dude. That stadium, like I, it again, well documented that I that I love um, outdoor WrestleManias and I love like daytime WrestleManias. So like WrestleMania 31 kind of like punched all my buttons for me. Uh, SoFi Stadium. Is basically like a total glass enclosure, um, <clears throat> so I think it'll be a very unique venue, and and, I, and I'm very excited for it. Well, good job, uh, good job getting the second part of that. On that note, I'm gonna go get my laundry. Ask uh, ask Poot what you got to ask him, and then I'll, uh, whenever I get back up, we'll uh, we'll kick off these uh, these uh, predictions. Then I will. Thank you. All right. Cool. Poot.
Wait. So, uh, I've been watching the, uh, the, um, my, my, my build up for WrestleManias, and I don't think I'm going to get all 35 of them oh, before wow. Mania weekend. And, uh, and, I, and I'm not even watching the whole pay, the pay-per-views. I'm just kind of picking and choosing good matches, which in the first, I don't know, five or six is kind of tough to do. So, um, the legend, uh, the hardcore legend, Terry Funk, yeah. uh, made his WrestleMania debut very early on. Uh, I want you to tell me, this is kind of, like, I, I, I guess, a three-part question. Oh, wow. Uh, what, first of all, what, what WrestleMania did Terry Funk make his debut on? I do know this. I do know this. Because it was at a shitty WrestleMania. It was at WrestleMania 2. It was, you it are was, correct, sir. It was Terry Funk and Hoss Funk. I AKA. can't remember. I can't, uh, th- they were the Funk brothers. I do remember but, but that. But I don't remember who Dor- they faced. So, that's, so that was actually part two. Was who was his tag team partner. And it was Hoss Funk. A.K.A. Dory Funk. The third part is... Who was the manager in their corner at that time? Okay. I can I oh my god. I watched this speci- I wa- I watched this WrestleMania because I always heard it was one of the lowest ranked WrestleManias and I remember that because I was like holy shit, Terry Funk was in WrestleMania 2. Like and <laughs> I, I just remember that so vividly. It popped out in my head. Yep. Um yep. But who they were Me with? Me too. That's why I asked this question, <laughs> dude. It's it like the thing for me is, and I, I'm being dead serious about this. When I think of managers in the '80s, there the '80s, there is one person who comes to mind. I this is a shot in the dark. I'm gonna say Jimmy Hart. It fucking was. Are you serious? Jimmy fucking Hart, right? And that's <laughs> that, that's my exact exact reaction. No, I'm in the kitchen doing dishes, whatever, and like they they announce it, you know, Hoss Funk and Terry Funk. I'm like, oh, that's cool with Jimmy Hart, and I'm like, what? No, what? I I remember that. It, it's been a while since I watched it, but it just stuck in my head that I'm like, holy fuck. You know, Why was Jimmy Hart with the with, with the Funk Brothers? No, like I. But that's the thing. It's like the the manager was a shot in the dark. I didn't remember that. But I'm just like it was the '80s. It was Jimmy Hart. He managed fucking everybody. Like, but like <laughs> it was him or Heenan. Yeah, the yeah, d- the, those, the, the, the Hart family or there were the Heenan family. And Heenan just wouldn't. Actually, I think Heenan might have fit better with them. For sure. Like for sure. Given 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 his stable, yeah, for sure. Oh, like, but that that's the. That's the thing is I'm just like, oh my god, that was fucking, I, like, it blew, it just blew my mind that, like, Terry Funk was and in WWE back then. Like, like, I give, I give the Macho Man a lot of shit for his commentary at WrestleMania 9 because he continuously, no, because he continuously said, oh, there goes Blank doing the thing. Like, Do he would literally thing. say, <laughs> oh, Shawn Michaels eight. doing the thing. Oh, uh, the Steiner Brothers doing the thing. WrestleMania 9, a.k.a. Do the thing. Dude, yep. that's Do the still, thing, exactly. Listen, I know, I know we've, we've had discussions about, um, we've had discussions about, uh, um, having, uh, like, bringing back, uh, uh, collar elbow tie-up and everything like that mm-hmm. and doing more episodes of that. Dude, going back and listening to that one 
and then the one where it was you and Tom, like mm -hmm. the, those to me, those are fun. Those are fun. Oh, yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, we definitely got to get on that. But the, I, I got to say that your your guys is one that you did uh, about WrestleMania nine. That was hands down the the better of the two. I loved it. Oh, Made dude. me laugh. So I, as I, much as I give Savage like a hard time on that, I'll tell you what, and like, and. This is kind of a topic because uh, we, we mentioned that we want to kind of talk about some legacy things coming up here. Uh, you know, tis the season with the Hall of Fame and WrestleMania and all that. Like, one of my things I'd like to talk about at some point is is favorite announcers, favorite announced teams. And uh, by far, to me, the best announced team out there is uh, Jesse Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon. But man, like for the first four years, Gorilla Monsoon was stuck on the phrase, This is a happening. Oh my god, every fucking WrestleMania was a happening. I, I had to fucking Google what a happening was to even try to understand the fucking vernacular. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, hey, you know what else is a happening that's coming up this weekend? <laughs> this is a happening. <laughs> NXT TakeOver Portland, oh. it's a happening! Oh, man. Woohoo. Alright, yeah. Alright, so uh, let's go ahead and dive into these predictions. So before we get started, though, um, yeah, I, I will mention, it feels like they're probably going to add another match to the card, if not two. Uh, it feels like there may be a Cruiserweight title defense, which I, you know, that that's too hard to call. But I feel very strongly that they're probably going to add the Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong onto this card. Um, I don't is, know if you guys want to pick it, but I am did, prepared to do so. Is Velveteen Dream back? Did he come back on NXT or something? He, he came back last week. He was the he was the vignette of the two five. Yeah, the, ah. the, the two five twenty thing. That was him. Yeah. Ah, son um, of a bitch. So I feel very strongly that he that they're, that they're probably going to put Roddy versus Dream in a match there. I can't say that unequivocally, but being that uh, NXT has the Sunday spotlight here, that they're doing like an actual pay per view, uh, and it seems like it might actually be like actual pay per view lengths. It would not shock me. So I don't know if you guys want to pick it. If you guys do, I'm down. If well, not, that's okay. Why don't we have it be a wild card pick? Yeah, wild card. Card. it's oh, been a while since we said wild card. Yep. Yeah, you're why welcome. Be a wild card pick. All Sexual right. chocolate, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> a little late to the party, but that's all right, beef. That's it's all right. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, let's go ahead and start this off. Um, all right. Uh, first match I'm going to do is, uh, let's see. Let's do Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. This is a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Poot, you want to start it off? I don't see them yanking that belt off Lee. It's Lee. Yeah. Uh, beef. Who's the man? Who's that champ? I see. It's none other than Keith Lee. And I agree. So we're all poets. We just don't know it. Look at her feet. That, long I think is going to be the match, boo uh, match to be that. That I think is going to be the match of the night. Yeah, man. That's that. That may start the card off, and that's going to be the match of the night to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another one that uh, could be a really good bard burner. I think. Uh, is Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox uh, beef? Who you got in that? This is a tough one because uh, Knox took the victory a couple weeks ago, but um, it is WrestleMania season, so uh, you know, as 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 all things do, I think it's this is uh, the this feud's gonna 
going to, you know, end up at the WrestleMania show. Well, the Tampa Bay uh, um, takeover. So, um, I was initially going to say Knox, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to change my mind and go uh, uh, Dakota Kai. Um, okay. I, I'm going to go with uh, Dakota Kai as well, and and it, it literally is because this is the one that I'm like I have no idea what to do. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, that was going to be my pick anyways, too. Um, I, I don't know what else they could do much more than a street fight, maybe a cage match or something um, or a last woman standing. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I think Dakota Kai can take this one and they can they can drag this out a little bit longer because I mean, they they've been dragging it for a little bit. Um, and they've only just recently had Tegan kind of, you know, be able to like get some, you know, get some licks in on her and stuff. So, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, giggity. Um, the the, uh, the the last woman standing makes a lot of sense, especially with the knee braces and you know the knee problems for both of them and everything. I think I think last woman standing makes actually a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, f- let's see. Just the regular singles match. Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. I'm gonna lead off on this one, and um, I, I got to go with uh with Johnny. Um, I mean they've both been they've both been going strong. But uh, Johnny hasn't. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he just he'll get this one. It's the uh, the feel good story of it. Um, and I and I know Gargano can eat pins all day long and still come out, you know, smelling like roses. But I, I think he's going to get this one over Balor. And I, and I don't think it's going to make Balor look all that weak. I th- I think Balor's still going to get over even in losing. Um, so going Gargano. Uh, Poot. Uh, I'm going to go opposite on this one, uh, just so we're not all picking the same. I'm going to go with Balor because I really feel like Balor, uh, he's not just there to be the vet that puts people over and just is there to kind of, you know, usher in people. I really feel like they're going to integrate him. And I feel like if Balor can, um, if Balor takes this and starts building, I think he would be a really, really good foil to the Undisputed Era. So, like, if he built, like, a little, you know, like... A, Balor club? A, a little, a little... Well, I didn't want to go with that, but if he built a little contingent... <laughs> Balor and baby Balor together? Uh, do, oh, my God. I would pay all the money in the universe to see Balor and baby Balor. I would. <laughs> I absolutely would. They would be the, the, the ace and the prince. Oh, my God. It'd, it'd be perfect. By the way, we should... We should... We should all stop calling Jordan Devlin Baby Balor because someone started chanting that at um, Full Sail a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's going to absolutely kill any fucking steam he has. So if you're listening out there and you're a smart mark, quit calling Jordan Devlin Baby Balor. Yeah. Um, Jordan Devlin, <laughs> like, I think that would be a really cool thing. And then maybe bring in just a third person, a third, a third hand. Like mm-hmm. for that, you know, I I think it would be really cool to see that happen. I think it would be really interesting. Like Killian Dane, that that would make be it, great. Make an Irish? No, no, he's he's, he's wait, is, is Killian Dane Scottish? No, no he's, he's, he's Irish. Irish. He's Northern. Is he Northern Irish? Yeah, then then make them making the make it an Irish thing. You know, that would be fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. and then they could uh, go over and they could oppose Gallus. Ha ha ha! Right. Anyway, fantasy yeah, I'm, booking. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Balor. Okay, uh, Beef, who you got? I, too, am going to go with Balor because I think that uh, 
DIY picked up a little bit more steam than what they were planning on. So I think you'll see DIY challenge for the titles at uh, Tampa Bay. And I think you'll see Finn Balor challenge for the NXT title at Tampa Bay. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, next match. Well, you know, we brought it up. Uh, let's talk about it. The, the NXT men's the yeah, men's championship. Wow. The NXT heavyweight championship. Adam Cole, baby, versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Poot. Man, this is a tough one. I really feel like... Man, I... I... Like, my gut reaction was Adam Cole because I feel like Adam Cole's gonna lose it on Mania Weekend. I, I really do. I feel like... That's going to be it. And like Beef said, DIY picking up steam. I feel like they'd be losing money if they didn't keep that as a thing. And the fact that they're not just going back to the white meat baby face DIY, like the way they're integrating their current characters into it, and they're still yeah. remaining individuals, they'd be losing all the money in the universe if they did not do it. So I'm personally going to go with Adam Cole because I feel like he he's going to lose it on Mania Weekend. All right, beef. Uh, I'm also going with Adam Cole because, like I said, uh, I think I think that um, it's going to be Cole versus Balor at uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm also going to go with Cole. Um, obviously, I, I I picked Gargano in the in the match before. Um, I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I think maybe you could get a you could get a triple threat out of that come the weekend between Balor, Gargano, and Cole. Um, I, I'm not opposed to that at all. Uh, I, I mean, definitely by by WrestleMania time, I, unfortunately, I think the Undisputed Era is going to be uh, stripped of all their gold. So, uh, yeah. and I don't know what... Yeah, and, and I think I think you're going to see them, you know, uh, Raw or SmackDown bound. I don't, I don't know which is a better fit for them yet. Um, 205. Well, I hope not. To, uh, I'm I'm leaving. Boy, I, just, <laughs> I just I just hope not because man, NXT is such a good show and they are a heavy part of it. And I and I know that NXT will continue. Uh, you know, Westward the Wagons, etc. But um, you know, it's just man, like the last two years have been all about the Undisputed Era and NXT. So I I just have a hard time seeing NXT I without know. them right now. All, all good things must come to an end, unfortunately. So, true. Uh, well, speaking of uh, speaking of which, uh, continuing on that vein, the undisputed era uh, in a tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships, uh, undisputed era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dooner. Uh, Beef, Gitter Dune, who you got? Uh, I believe that undisputed era will win this, and I will go on a limb and say that I think that Pete Dunne will actually turn heel on Matt Riddle. Um, because A, Pete Dunne makes a better heel. B, uh, it just makes all kinds of like neat little irony because Roddy Strong turned on Pete Dunne in the the the, the uh, Dusty Classic finals uh, when when they were against Undisputed Era. So I think I think it would just be like nice little neat little bow on things. So I'm picking Undisputed Era. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to go opposite of you. I'm going to pick the the Broser weights here. Um, just because I feel like the last one to lose their title is going to be Adam Cole. Um, I, I don't think, I hope not, but I, I, I know they won the titles 
on a regular weekly show um, that the that the era won them that way. But I don't see them losing them on a weekly show. I could be wrong, but I mean, I don't know. I I think I I think you had you had uh, Roderick Strong lose his title on a weekly show. I think I'll just be, I think the tag team titles go on this one, and I think Cole loses his come Mania, uh, and Cole has to be the final piece of the the era to crumble. He has to be the the last man standing of it. You know what I mean? It, it I don't know. It just makes sense that way. So I got Broserweights going over in this one. Uh, Poop. What about you? I I actually agree with you, Tom. I think this is where um, the 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 prophecy starts falling apart you know or not even starts it's the continuation of it falling apart i think they lose their belts here and uh i think they all lose their now like like roddy strong lost his on just a normal weekly show um and i feel like the other two belts are going to be dropped on bigger shows so i'm going to go with broser weights as well man all right the, the other reason I picked on this bit era is because, like I said, I, I really feel that they're going to go do, do the whole DIY thing again. And I, I think that they're going to be the ones to take the titles off them on many a weekend. So it could be interesting. You think that you think they'd really have uh, the uh, undisputed era lose the tag titles and the NXT championship both on uh, uh, both on the week on WrestleMania weekend, though? I do. I do, and, and honestly, I think that the plan was for all three of them to lose the titles at the same time, but, you know, like we've discussed, Keith Lee is a fucking train, man. Like, you could not stop his momentum this year, and it'd be stupid not to capitalize on it, so yeah. him winning the North American title was the right decision, but I think, like I said, I, I feel like it was going to be, it's supposed to be them all three losing at the same time, so it was a very quick... And like painful crumbling of the era. Excuse me, I have to handle something. Go ahead, Tom. I don't know what you ate today, but that burp sounded like you were trying to do a lazy man's load from the butcher shop to your car, and you just dropped a whole bunch of flank steak. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, you know, I had to invoke the spirit of ransom somehow. I, I uh, I'm glad. Hey, you're. You know what? Shout out to our boy, ransom. I mean, I, guys, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of shit, shit on it a little bit in the intro, so I figured I'd give him a little bit of props and you know give him some sort of justice. Guys, there. he's like, he's like fucking Beetlejuice. If we keep saying his names, he's gonna, he's gonna show up. Let's <laughs> let's, let's get this moving, huh? Ransom, ransom, ransom. <laughs> <laughs> no, what have you done? Nope. Still gone. All right, last match. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. I'm up first. Uh, it's got to be Ripley. Um, just because, you know, the feud, the upcoming feud with her and Charlotte, uh, it's got to be Ripley. So I'm picking Rhea to retain. Poop. Oh, yeah, Rhea retains. This the, That's a no-brainer. Okay. And Beef. Uh, I mean, you know... <sighs> I, it would not really? be outside the realm of believability to have Bianca Belair win because she held her own in the Women's Royal Rumble. She was definitely the star of the Rumble. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the in-ring segment with Charlotte last week, two weeks ago, uh, yeah. she absolutely fucking shined like none other. You talk about facial expressions? Like, Bianca Belair is another one that just oozes that something. You know, when... 
when when she won the women's battle royal to uh, get the shot, I was like, that's dumb and it's wasted. It should have been like Io Shirai or you know Shayna Baszler or anybody else. But like the more I've seen of Bianca Belair and this build up, the more I think that okay, so it, it, it's th- this was actually a very tough call for me. But I, I at the end of the day, I think you're both right. They have way too much invested in Rhea Ripley. Uh, and, and the Charlotte thing, and Bianca Belair kind of is an afterthought, and if Rhea Ripley loses, it makes that whole thing kind of weak. So, um, you know, Rhea wins, but it would not shock me to see them do, like, a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Let, let me say that. That's I, I, I can give you that. That's that's not bad. That's fair. That's absolutely that's, yeah. fair. To be fair. And then, uh, do you guys want to do the, uh, the Dream Strong pick as the wild card as well? Oh, Dream would win. Coming back, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, okay. I'm with you on that one. We may as well not even waste our breath then, because yeah, they also I mean, we can we can pick it. Team. No, I mean, like, well, yeah. I mean, we've we we all, all we, we all just did uh, yeah. uh, because I mean, it, it well, doesn't I make mean, any sense for for the dream to come back and lose. I mean, Rans- I mean, ransom could still ransom could pick it and pick Roddy That's strong. Fair. So that, yeah, he probably would too. So yeah, let's 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 go ahead and do that. Um, by the way, um, the uh. Little 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 side note here. Uh, Velveteen Dream came back on NXT last week uh, with tights a la Rick Rude with um, a fucking airbrushed picture of Marina Shafir and Roddy Strong's kid with him with 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 the Velveteen Dream on the side and on the really? back it said on the back it said call me up Marina. Wow. Yeah, oh, dude. Wow. I love the Velvet Dream. Why did I outstanding? Why did I forget that like Roddy Strong and Maria Shafir were, you know, together? I don't don't know. So did I until I saw that on on, uh, on his trunks. I'm like, what is call me up Marina? And I'm like, wait, oh that's right. Roddy and Marina are married and have a kid. Holy shit. Ah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man, he's so good. He's so good. Like Oh, just everything about the script. Well, guys, uh, we we're getting long in the tooth here, as always. Uh, as as Wait, is our want. Hey, uh, before we start all this, everybody, we always go. Hey, guys, let's keep this tight. Let's keep this pretty neat. Let's keep this, you know, there. And we're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it. And then it's always it's eleven o'clock, guys. Let's call it a night. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, we we did we, we did we did faff around a little bit beforehand, so we're probably you know about like an hour forty five. I'm gonna guess. That is, uh, and here we are true. with the uh, the uh, the extended molars, nonetheless. Very <laughs> true. All right. Uh, oh, also, I wanna. I I might as well do this because I haven't done it since I started started damn thing. Um, I know for a lot of people who are probably in the area who do it, I don't mind traveling all over Pennsylvania. I've worked on. I started a little Facebook page and an Instagram for Bungo Guitars. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. And, uh, like, doing guitar work, I post stuff on my builds. You can contact me through there if you want uh, work done. I've traveled to Pittsburgh to do work, and uh, I will travel all over Pennsylvania and beyond if the money is right. Doing the Lord's work one friend at a time. One for, Oh, wow. I love it. You're welcome. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing he- the Lord's work. You mean I'm doing Steve Vai's work? I absolutely there you go. am. All right. Uh, B, Listen. if you want to... 
What? Listen, if you're gonna start plugging your if you're gonna start plugging your page, you better start be mentioning our podcast on your little workbench videos too, because you could be a sponsor too. Nepotism. You know, I yeah. absolutely you know, I absolutely do mention uh if anyone's a wrestling fan, check out my podcast. I do mention that. And I've done that without oh, well. any without any poking or prodding or anything. So suck my dick. Beef, uh <laughs> thank the sponsors. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, yeah, so we definitely want to thank uh, Tom and uh, his work with Casual Gaming Dad and the props he's given us. I, like I said, I, I, I've talked to several fans of ours that have come over from his page, uh, so that is a very direct correlation. So thanks, man, for sending uh, some awesome people our way uh, and uh, having them check out our videos and our podcast and whatnot. And, uh, you know, thanks for making video games awesome again. Uh, with all of your streams and everything, so listen. That's, that's listen a, after after we get after we get off the recording, I got something for you on that making video games great again. Trust me. Oh, oh, like uh, and then uh, yeah, we want to thank Sean Tischler and uh, what he's done with IWC over in Clearfield. And again, remind you that coming up, uh, just announced uh, like breaking fucking news, guys. Uh, April twenty fifth, uh, Saturday, April twenty fifth, the fifth at the uh, the Clearfield Expo, uh, same place as it always is. Uh, the cage is coming back, fellas. Uh, Clearfield Cage Combat. Uh, IWC Cage Combat in Clearfield. Uh, again, that's April 25th. Uh, it's a Saturday. Uh, get your tickets in advance. Get them VIP passes. Uh, you know, come out and hey. support a local independent scene mm-hmm. and uh, come see some. Uh, we'll, our, our, our flapping heads and BDLs will probably be there as well. Uh, so. Also, that is that is the day before Old Poot the Bard's birthday. So we could make a whole big birthday weekend out of it. Yes, it could. is. It's it's a it's it's poop massive. It is poop massive. <laughs> <laughs> I like. So it. I had to give the ransom uh, laugh I, on that I, one. IWC Cage Combat uh, on poop massive, uh, <laughs> April twenty fifth. Come out and uh, support some local indies and uh, come 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 meet our faces and uh, say hi. So thanks so much. And, su- and support poot on his birthday. Oh, that'd be super yeah. great. I'm gonna be turning. Grampy poot. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be turning thirty fucking five. Ah, oh, that's okay. It's uh, a good deal. Oh, yuck. I don't like I'm it. 30, I'm 35. You're fine. I, yeah, but you look like you're 12, so shut the fuck up. I look like I've been dead for five years and someone pissed <laughs> on my grave. Like, wow. Not, I wouldn't go that far, you know. Oh, oh, well, thanks, man. I'm trying. But uh, so this has been this has been a lot of fun, guys. This was a good episode. I'm looking forward to getting back into, uh, getting back into the swing of things here. For Beef the Legend, the uh, unfortunately absent advocate the best advocate mr alec ransom myself poot the bard and your reigning defending undisputed choose or wait champion of the p3 podcast mr tiger uppercut bomb tom have a wonderful evening everyone good night bitches (laughs) 